We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Temptation, it's a powerful thing. We'll talk about that next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. It's all about the power of temptation and how devastating it can really be. Welcome to Times of Refreshing from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, will take us to the book of James today, looking at the first 14 verses. It's there that we get a handle on temptation, just how powerful it is and how much more powerful God is in keeping us from falling into temptation, sinning. It's all straight ahead, a very encouraging message. Join us. With this edition of Times of Refreshing, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. The enemy comes along and he entices. He says, nothing wrong with that. They say, well, I don't understand what they're saying that. God, God, and we, we make it seem as though God has a different set of rules for us. And we justify it. But realize that your desire is getting ready to be aligned with the enemy's desire. And when your desire is aligned with the enemy's desire, look what the next verse says. It says in verse 15, Then, when desire has what? Conceived. Most of you women in here that have had babies and men, you understand the concept of conception. All of us have to realize that he's talking about now, sin begins to take life within us. Now there's something that's been birthed in us and is born in us. And now it starts to want to drive us and mature and grow and fulfill itself in and through us. And this is the problem that we have. When it comes to Christianity, is we don't know how to fight. The Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices. Enticement. He is the master of suggestion. And when he gets your desire to come into alignment with his desire, then something is born within us. And now, instead of us being spirit-led, we're sin-driven. Write it down. Instead of us being spirit-led, we're sin-driven. Why? Because conception has taken place. I can remember when I, before I gave my life to God, there were things that I were doing, I was doing, and I wanted to stop. I wanted to stop. I'm not doing that ever again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Go to the club, have a little bit too much drink, get home, Lay down in your bed, and your head is spinning. The party is over. <laughs> you sitting there, and your head is spinning, and it's pounding. And you saying, why did I do that? 
Why did I do that? And then you pray this prayer. Lord, if you just help me this time, I'll never do that again, Lord. I'll never do that again. Why'd I do that? You throwing up. Oh, Lord Jesus, don't save me, Lord. I won't do it again. I ain't been saved all my life. But what happens? Two months later, one month, some one week later. <laughs> what time the party start? Uh, 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 uh. We forget. But what happens is, the issue here is, because sin has conceived, something is now driving us, and without the power of the Holy Ghost, without the power of the blood of Jesus... All of us are driven. But, I, but the issue here is not just from a heathen's perspective, but as Christians, we have to understand that we have to fight this battle. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you got to fight. When it, comes to, when it comes to saints, when it comes to the enticement of the enemy, it doesn't matter if you are a Christian or not. If, if, if your desire comes into agreement with the enemy's desire, then conception is going to take place and you're going to be driven to do things. But at the end of the day, it says this very clearly, that when sin, when, it gives birth, when, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, it brings forth what? Death. At the end of the day, it's leading us down a path to destruction. This man here, it resulted in literal death. Somebody died because of sin. And now he's locked up because of one moment. All of us here have to be very sensitive about this because we don't want to shipwreck our purposes and destinies because we choose to make foolish decisions based on the fact that we had something in us that we longed for and the enemy came along and enticed us, gave birth to sin, and then ultimately it leads us down a path. It's not, not just physical death, but in some cases spiritual death. Some of us, we used to walk with God. We were on fire for God. And then all of a sudden, when sin started to conceive, it gave, I mean, uh, desire started to conceive, gives birth to sin, and the next thing you know, whatever happened to brother such a, he doesn't even come to church, he doesn't praise God, whatever happened, well, you know, he, he gone. The process is a process that is the same process for everybody. I'm going to prove this to you. But at some point in time, we have to wise up to the enemy. And say, I know exactly what you're trying to do. I know exactly what you're trying to do. And so it says here, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. Sin, when it is full grown. Meaning that this thing begins to grow. And you watch this. Sin is not just confined to just one area. The enemy wants to come in and a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. Before long, you just start off looking at something. And the next thing you know, you're going and you, how did I get here? It's sin. But God has given us keys here to overcome. He says in verse 16, he says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. He says, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his 
creatures. And so for all of us here, we have to understand this battle. Don't put your guard down. Stay sensitive, even when it comes to things that may seem good. We have to be sensitive. Is this an enticement? Is this pulling on some selfish ambition that I have in my life? i got to watch this. I see what the devil's trying to do. The devil will offer you something prematurely that God has already destined and purposed to give you. He said, Jesus, fall down and worship me, and I'll give you all these kingdoms. He offered him something that God our Father was already going to give him. But, but was Jesus going to wait and go through the process for it? Was he going to wait and go through the process for it? But that's how the devil plays. And so that's why I always tell you one of the greatest things that you could ever do is learn to be patient. Patience is key. It's key in life. And watch how God begins to move. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's get some answers here. Let's get some answers here. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. (laughs) This is good. Let's look at verse 1 on down to 13. We got a little time. We're going to go from 1 on down to 13. A lot of times when we pick up our Bibles, we don't understand that there's there's spiritual truths and principles in the Old Testament that God has given us so that we might have great examples and we wouldn't repeat the same mistakes that others have have uh, have made that have gone before us. All of it is 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 for teaching, for our learning. He says in verse one, he says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food. All drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our what? To the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality, as some of them did, and in one day 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by the serpents. How did they tempt Christ? They were, they were constantly begging and asking for, for meat. I want Egypt's pleasures. I'm not satisfied with what God is doing in my life. He's providing the manna and he's providing the water when I need it. He's provided the the cloud and he's uh, provided the pillar of fire and he's he's making provision. None of their clothes went old. They didn't go old. Their shoes didn't get old. But they weren't happy with those shoes. They they, they wanted wanted the, uh, the, the gators. And the Gucci and the stuff that they maybe couldn't afford at that time. If you can't afford it at that time, then praise God what you have. And just God will give you that later maybe. Well, praise God. Don't start grumbling about what you cannot preach this this afternoon. Because sometimes God has blessed us with stuff, but it's just not the latest and the greatest. But does it work? Do, do the shoes work? I mean, do the shoes look nice? I mean, they don't have holes in the bottom. They not, but they may not be 
the latest. Now, if you can afford the latest, well, praise the Lord. But don't get mad at God. Look at your neighbor and tell me he's not talking about you, is he? Because I know I'm preaching because it got really quiet up in here. I'm saying, I mean, I don't mind. I love nice stuff. I love it. I love it. I love nice stuff. I love nice stuff. But you know what? If, if, if you can't get that now, then just say, praise the Lord. I thank God for what I have. Amen. They grumbled. They complained. And the Bible says that tempted God. And they fell in the wilderness. They fell. He says in verse 9, nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by the serpent. This is also a matter of appreciation. God, I thank you for what I do have. Nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Now watch this, saints. He says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. I want you to write down the word humility. When it comes to temptation, we have to realize that none of us are so good and saved that we can remove boundaries and limitations that God has established through his word. You know, we have this I can do that now mentality in Christianity. When I first got saved, I couldn't do that. But now, I can do that. You know, why can you do that? Because I'm, I'm real saved now. Well, let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. All of us on a day-to-day basis have to make sure that we're being very, very sober in our relationship. Understanding that, that, that we are upheld by the grace of God. And none of us are standing on our own. That it's the God, the grace of God that keeps us there. That we need God on a day-to-day basis. On a day-to-day basis, I need God. And that is the greatest expression of humility. Humility says to yourself, I am completely and utterly dependent upon God. No matter what. It's amazing how people have to try to define humility as just an outward disposition. You You can bow down on this altar right now and still have rebellion in your heart towards God you know people say if you're you can preach Jesus went in and he cleaned out the temple and he still was walking in humility humility is not how oh I'm just I'm just I'm just a Christian you know I'm just a Christian I'm I'm just a nice Christian oh thank you oh how you doing (laughs) I love smiling, I love that stuff, but if it's not in your heart, humility is an internal condition of the soul that states, I am completely and utterly dependent upon God. And so everything in my life, I depend on Jesus in my life. He keeps me. I am kept by the power of God through my faith in Him. That's what keeps me. And so saints, we have to learn because sometimes... You, we can be tricked by people's smiles and what seems like humility. We have to learn that humility is an inward condition of the heart. Now, does it display itself externally? Of course. It is seen. But sometimes it's seen, as we read the Bible, in ways in which man will not necessarily agree with. Jesus going into that temple, he still was walking in humility towards his father. While he was doing a job and a service for God. In God's name. Because it was something that God, our Father, wanted him to do. 
So therefore, let us let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. This is this is one of the keys is staying humble before God. If I'm going to overcome and, and, and have success when it comes to temptation. But look at verse 13. He says, no temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will. Somebody say will. will. He says he will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So this, this, this verse right here is so powerful because it tells me a few things. Number one, it says no temptation is overtaking you except as such as is common to man. That means that there is nothing new that the devil is going to try to use on you that he hasn't already used in the world. He doesn't have some special tactic against you that he's never used on anyone else and that you cannot find in this Bible. He is not creative. The devil is not creative. He's going to do the same thing. He's going to try the same tactics. He's going to try it. The person, there's no, because sometimes we, we feel like we can get to a place where we start having pity parties and we think that we're the only ones that have ever been through anything like this. The devil has never tempted anybody like this. Well, you're not that special. You're not that special that he came up with something real deep and powerful that he never did before because you're so powerful and he, he really needs to do something really special to get you. Oh, you're special. But realize this, saints. The devil's going to use the same tactics. Study your Bible. Catch him in his own trap. I see what you're trying to do. You did this over here on, in the book of Revelations. You did this over here in the book of... In the book of 1 Samuel, you did this already. You tried that on him, you tried it on me, it's not going to work. There's always a, listen saints, there's always a point of reference for your temptation in this Bible. You just search it out. Okay, this is what the devil's trying to do. I've seen this, it's right here on this page. He says, it's common to man. This also tells me that if I'm willing to have discussion with individuals, I'll find that they may be able to help me in my situation the same way that they're helped in their situation and overcame when they experienced this kind of temptation. That's why it's good to talk to people, to relate to people, to ask them questions, and to find out because in some ways God is going to lead you to people who have gone down a similar road and they can give you insight into how they overcame. Aside from studying the Word of God, which we all show should be doing. He says, no temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man. He says, but God is what? Faith. God is faithful. And I love this because what this tells me is that God is faithful and he will not allow us to be tempted above that which we are able. Meaning that even your temptation, the devil has given him, God has given the devil limitations on what he can and what he can't do in your life. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able. He, he, will, he, he monitors even your temptation. He sits back and he watches it. 
He says, okay, devil, I want you to pick up the book of Job. You read the book of Job. You read the book of Job. I'll let you go so far, but you're not going to go too far. And God is watching. This is a blessing because the Bible says God is faithful. He sees it. And so if he sees it, we should learn to bring him into it. God, you see what's going on. God, give me wisdom in this situation. Help me out in this situation. You see, you allow the boundaries. You create the limitations for him in the temptation that I'm going through. And I may feel like I'm not able to bear it, but you never allow me to go through something that I cannot bear. Because what? You're faithful, God. You're a faithful God. He says here, I love it. He says, he says, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape. I like it. He didn't say a way of escape. He says the way. Meaning that when we experience temptation, God always has a way out. And the way, us taking the way out is up to us. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't stop. That verse takes all excuses away from us. If we fall into sin, if we give into temptation, it's because we've allowed it. We didn't take the way of escape. Because God is faithful to always give us a way of escape. We have to be willing to take hold of the way of escape. And saints, I want to tell you this because what happens for a lot of people, we tend to want to blame everything on the devil. The devil may entice you. That's his job. Your job is to resist the devil that he might do what? Flee from you. Our job is to put him on the run in the name of Jesus. Saints, we have to get hold of this truth when we're dealing with life so that we don't end up like this guy that I talked about in San Quentin. That we don't end up, up like people we see on television. So we don't end up like preachers that we see on television. We don't end up like people that are just wandering aimlessly through life. We have the power of the Spirit of God, and God has given us great tools to overcome when it comes to temptation. And there is always a way for us to get out of a situation. He makes the way of escape. And so for us, it's high time that we begin to grow up and mature and begin to say, God, I thank you. That number one, you're not going to allow me to be tempted above Anything that I'm able to bear, God, you're always going to make a way of escape for me, me that I might be able to bear it. I thank you that there's a way out for me. God, I'm going to stay humble. But three more things. Now, I want you to write them down. I, if I'm going to be sensitive during this time, I have to con- cultivate a consistent prayer life. Because that's going to heighten my sensitivity to the voice of God when he's giving us the way of escape. Number two, I have to, and you know these points, I have to get in the Word of God. Because there has to be something in my mind to combat what the enemy is releasing against me. So that I have something to fight him off with. He says resist the devil. Well, God's Word in me is going to help to resist the enemy. Number three, I've got to get around people that are willing, that are going in the right direction. I need strong fellowship. I need the right kind of fellowship. I need fellowship that's going to hold me accountable when they see I'm going down this road. 
I need the right kind of fellowship. And the last thing I want to say to you guys is, when you experience times of temptation, saints, do not hesitate to go on a fast. Do not hesitate to go on a fast. Go on a two-day fast. Go on a three-day fast. Take yourself and say, I'm fasting for more spiritual power, more insight. I want God to heighten my sensitivity. When you deny yourself through fasting, what it, it, it silences your soul and brings you to a place of rest within where God can come in by His Spirit and begin to control your desires. Get a hold of our desires so that the devil doesn't have anything to, to play on. And you know it. If, if you can get your, your desire for food under control then you can get a lot of desires under control. We need food to survive. But if we can get that under control and we begin to, man, we become more powerful. God wants to do this. And understand that fasting is such a powerful spiritual, spiritual exercise. And we have to learn to do this, especially when we're experiencing temptation. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. That's nine two five two nine two seventy eight hundred. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.